0: And welcome to The Cryptid Zone. <laughs> uh, I'm Lois Stone.
1: I'm Jeremy Hughes.
0: And today we are talking about the skunk ape. Hell yeah. yeah.
1: Swamp Bigfoot.
0: Yeah. Swamp, this is swamp foot. One that we've actually got a lot of requests for. Really? Uh, yeah. Interesting. Um, one, actually, that came in through Facebook, like, after we'd already decided that we were going to be doing it this episode. Um, Huh. Yeah. Why
1: why are people so into the Skunk Ape? Like, I'm not throwing shade at the Skunk Ape, but...
0: I feel like it's sort of like a a hipstery Bigfoot, you know? Uh... Like, sure, everybody's heard of Bigfoot, but if you've heard of Skunk Ape, then it means that you've got, like, a more refined cryptid palette...
1: Right, I see. You know, you're yeah, here you're here
0: for more than just the big ones.
1: All right, hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about that, to be <laughs> honest.
0: I mean, that's just me riffing right at, at the top, but I, I'm happy to be wrong.
1: Nah, no, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. What I'm saying is, I feel bad about like. I don't know. If you, if you're trying to be cool, then, this is directed at the audience. If you listen to this are uh, like, I'm one of the cool kids, then. You are. We don't need you here. <laughs> <laughs> two very different <laughs> um I'm just saying like if you're too cool for Bigfoot is what I'm saying okay. then...
0: yeah well I don't know if it's like too cool but more like that you're just into it a little bit more you know
1: right 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 so if you're into it more that's fine if you're like oh Bigfoot get out of here I only like the the I like the less popular cryptids, you know, if you're there. Yeah, like... no,
0: no, I, I was sort of more meaning it like, like, you know, if you're like, I don't know, like talking about Star Wars and then somebody's like, oh, have you also watched Clone Wars, you know, where it's just like, you're into more of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. But not right, in right. like
0: a weird, not in like a mean way, not in a gatekeeping way.
1: Right, right, right. Uh, Yeah, that's the distinction I'm trying to make, right? If you're someone who's like, I've also seen Clone Wars, then, like, fair enough. Clone Wars is actually all right later on. Yeah, Um, but but
0: I guess if you're somebody who's like, oh, that's not a correct opinion because I've seen Clone Wars, that's not an energy we want.
1: Or if you're like, oh, you like Empire Strikes Back? Get out of here. (laughs) Name all of the Jedi on the council.
0: (laughs) What we're saying is that this is a welcoming space for cryptid enthusiasts of all levels.
1: Right, it's fine to like Kit Fisto, but (laughs) don't shit on Obi-Wan. Precisely. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Yeah, so, the skunk ape.
0: Yep. Here he is.
1: Here he is, just doing his thing.
0: Chilling in Florida.
1: The first thing I want to read is just, you know, I like to... I like to dig a little deeper, yeah. but we're going to start just on the Wikipedia page, the first sentence of, of the Wikipedia page for Skunk Ape.
0: That's where I always start.
1: Just because this sentence is great.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, hit me with it. The Skunk
1: Ape, also known as the Swamp Cabbage Man, Swamp Ape, Stink Ape, Florida Bigfoot, Louisiana Bigfoot, Mayaka Ape, Swamp Squatch, and Mayaka Skunk Ape, Is a humanoid creature said to inhabit the U.S. states of Florida, North Carolina, and Arkansas, although reports from Florida are most common. I feel like the the first half of that sentence is where the where the real meat is.
0: Yes, because so I read this, and first of all, my first question was this: that it says it also known as Swamp Cabbage Man, which. Mm -hmm insinuates that there is like a non-swamp cabbage man you know because there has to be just a cabbage man for there to be a swamp variety um so what what's a cabbage man is the question
1: man who likes cabbages
0: but is it is it like the guy in like avatar the last airbender who just sells cabbages is it a man made from cabbages it's is it a man who's just very enthusiastic about cabbages like what makes one a cabbage man
1: I think it's probably a man made of cabbages who sells cabbages and is enthusiastic about <laughs> cabbages.
0: All of the above. And then and then the swamp variety is just that, but in a swamp. Yep. Okay.
1: There are all kinds of cabbage man. There's the city cabbage man. <laughs> There's the sea cabbage man.
0: Cowboy cabbage man.
1: Cowboy cabbage man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Collect them all.
1: Cowboy cabbage horse.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. You've, you've got to have the, the horse.
1: Swamp cabbage... Cactus.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That's a cactus in a swamp made of cabbages. Yep. I, I don't know where we're going with this. <laughs> uh
0: yeah. I think the big things from all of these names is that it's a big hairy humanoid and also it smells real bad.
1: hmm We've all been there. Which is
0: our second stinky cryptid in a row. It is. Yeah.
1: yeah. When I'm real. We're all about the all about the scents. Mm-hmm.
0: This is a 40 experience.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> Yeah, we should really, we should introduce some kind of smell component to this podcast. That's going to be the next big, (laughs) it's like, you know, when you used to go to the movie theater and they would like spray water in your face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need like a scratch and sniff to go with this. (laughs) Like subscribe, subscribe to our like subscription model. And then every time an episode comes out, you're going to get an envelope in the mail with just a menagerie of scents.
0: (laughs) Oh, that sounds like a terrible idea. And I think we should do it.
1: Uh, I I agree. We should do it. I also don't want to like put any effort or work into it. So yeah, if somebody else does that for us, yeah, if, that would be good. Do get in touch, um, please.
0: Yeah. Now, one of the other things from this Wikipedia page was that it talks about how it's usually found in Florida, North Carolina, and Arkansas. Well, it's been seen in Florida, North Carolina, and Arkansas, but usually Florida. But here's the thing, right? Those are not states that are next to each other. Mm-hmm. So, what is going on in you know South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, arguably Tennessee? Like, why, what, why, where is this the skunk ape there? Why isn't he there? How I did mean, he get that's... to Arkansas? Did he fly? Does he have a passport? You I know? mean, he could have just
1: like. <laughs> I don't know, I feel like sightings are infrequent enough that he could just drive. That's true. Like, it's not like he's being seen every day.
0: A solid point. But I feel like, you know, also, there's enough, like... Actually, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I've not driven through that part of the world very, very much. So there was the first part of me that was like, there's got to be enough, like, densely populated areas between those states that... Uh, But then... mm No. No, because the little bit of driving that I have done in that part of the world has taught me not that.
1: So. Yep. Yep. I drove from Chicago to Austin one time. Mm -hmm. And I went through some of these states at least. And I can confirm that it is very possible to drive for, like, drive through an entire state without, like, going through a densely populated area.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah, I take it back. I take it back. I forget. I've been in the, you know, city for too long. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, non-city people. I didn't mean to. (laughs) Anywho, so he's mostly in the South. He's chilling. He's a Southern boy. And, you know, the first sightings of him, 1950s, but, you know, the 60s and 70s are a real hot time. You know, like many cryptids, it was, a, it was a hot and sexy time to be a cryptid, mm-hmm. the 1960s, 1970s. Some would argue it still is. Yes, well, good point, good point. And uh, Joe Nickel, our friend, says it's probably a black bear, which is stupid, sorry Joe, because we're talking about the Everglades. Mm, and just in like yeah. animals that are likely to be in the Everglades, black bears like pretty low. Mm-hmm.
1: What's your hypothesis, then?
0: Um, we will get there. Okay. <laughs> so I will say, so this, this time I did not read as many articles as I normally do, but I read a couple very thoroughly, and I have a lot of interesting talking points, I think.
1: Please, let's that's, that's do it. <laughs> i man
0: Okay, the first one was a BBC News article from March 1998. Uh, which is fun, because mm-hmm. I feel like we don't normally get sources, you know, older sources. Also, it's interesting that it's a BBC News report, you know? It's not, like, even an American-based one. Uh, and it it is... The report's happening because there has been a recent sighting of the skunk ape. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, tourists have been laying bait, which I'm like, why the... Tour, like, why aren't locals doing it? And
1: also, what kind of bait?
0: Ah, uh, This came up in the other article... Uh-huh. I don't know if it was this was the bait used in this case, but in this other article I read from Smithsonian Magazine, apparently people use lima beans because he really likes them.
1: Mm, I can see that.
0: But then here's the thing, right? We can just skip to this right now, is that I was like, lima beans? What the F? Right? So I was like, what? Because, so anyway, so I was looking up the history of lima beans. Because they're not native to Florida. <laughs>
1: Please continue. Oh,
0: okay, Because here's my thinking, right? That if this, like, is the skunk ape meant to be native to Florida? Right? Is this a native uh-huh. thing? And if lima beans aren't native to Florida, then where does this particular love for lima beans come from? Right? Because it's not like. It's, it's a it's a natural food source for that area, so it's not like, oh, we uh, know. You know? You get what I'm saying? Well,
1: I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I feel like... I don't know. It's not like people always love the food that comes from the place well, they're from.
0: Exactly right. E.T. loves Reese's Pieces, right? Exactly. But at some point, someone had to introduce E.T. to Reese's Pieces, and so I'm saying that someone would have had to, like, the Skunkate would have had to been introduced to Lima Beans somehow
1: i mean if the skunk cape is just like going through the going through a dumpster going through the trash then
0: i mean that's a possibility but do you want to hear my lima bean facts or not
1: yes i do of course
0: <laughs> thank you so like, <laughs> so lima beans are like dis- they were discovered in peru but you find them in Meso and south america but they were exported to the rest of the americas and to europe during the oh my gosh i'm gonna mispronounce this um the Viceroyalty of Peru, which is when Spain was colonizing mm-hmm. the Americas, um, which lasted from about 1542 to 1824. And Florida was obviously also a Spanish colony. Yep. Um, so here's my take is that the skunk ape is actually like a semi immortal creature that's been in Florida since the 16th century.
1: Okay. Checks out <laughs> that there, there's literally no other explanation.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think it's as good as any, to be honest. Yeah,
1: I think it's pretty watertight. Like, I feel like an alternative is one time the skunk ape is like going through someone's trash looking for food, and then it mm-hmm. eats this bean, and it's like, mmm, yummy. <laughs> and and um, I the mean, rest that, is history. That's
0: like, that is a reasonable take, but also doesn't. Involved centuries long semi immortality, so not as good. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying, jury's out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it could be either one. Could be. I feel like when I
1: when I I feel I feel like when I think back to to when I think about the foods I like, Mm -hmm. usually the origin story of me liking that food is me like eating that food and being like,
0: hmm i really how you paused i i really thought you were gonna go i just think i remember and then and then i thought you were gonna be like when i was in the 16th century you know like i thought you were really about to like drop like a personal bit of knowledge about
1: yeah no i i I came d- i came very close <laughs> to slipping up there but i managed to catch myself in time
0: Uh Uh-huh. um Anyway, back to this article. It it does some of that really lazy, like Native Americans have stories about this, which we've talked about on previous episodes. Yeah. It's shit. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Yep. It's gross. Mm-hmm. Particularly when you're not even pointing at a specific myth.
1: Yeah, it kind of does seem like they're really the link is kind of tenuous. Yeah. It's not it's not like one of these cases where the cryptid has kind of just been lifted from folklore. It does seem like these two things are largely just, like, not connected to each other. But then a lot of people, when they write about this, are like, they start out with Native Americans have this thing, which sound, you know, have this part of their folklore, which is, like, vaguely similar sounding. Anyway, and then just, like, move on. Yeah, Don't it's, it again. it's gross. I hate yep. it.
0: But it comes back at the end of the article, so I'm just setting up that it's going to come back. Cool. Um, so David Shealy pops up in this article, and he's like the guy for Skunk Ape, uh-huh. right? He's he's the the man, and any anything you read about Skunk Ape, he's the guy. He has this quote in the article where he's like, I've got a feeling that right now, if it wasn't for all the bushes, we could see it. But I do not know where it would be, but it would be around, and so we could see it.
1: Hmm.
0: And I sat a long time with this quote, and I was like, is he trying to say that it's just like near enough? That it's within the line of sight. Or would be. But also, it's supposed to be in the trees all the time. So if you got rid of the trees to see it, it wouldn't be there. Because it wouldn't be in the trees. Because there would be no trees. It just doesn't make any sense. I I think it makes perfect Um, sense to me. Okay.
1: I think you're saying, you can't see it because of the trees and bushes. So if you take away Mm -hmm. the trees and bushes, you can see it.
0: Yeah, but if it's in the trees... (laughs)
1: Yeah, but you take away the trees and bushes, and then the skunk ape just, like, falls to the ground.
0: Okay, I see what like, you're saying. Like, you don't saying. take
1: out the, the skunk ape.
0: Okay. You're like, yeah. what
1: if there were no trees there? Just select all trees, delete.
0: <laughs> I mean, I sort of... I, I, I was guessing that's what he meant, that it's, like, near enough that we could see it. Yeah. That's assuming decent vision, though. That's true. Uh, so, apparently, our friend Dave Sheely, he regularly sees footprints, they... The Skunk Ape's got four toes. And then this article talks about how a fire chief took a photo of the Skunk Ape. And the the article, it says, um, could the print have been made by the blob in the middle of a photograph taken by a fire chief who is not prone to flights of fancy? So it's just sort of like, ah, this man is a fire chief. Therefore.
1: Right. He's a serious man.
0: (laughs) And I was like... That's a lot of assumptions about this man. Like, we don't know his life. That's true.
1: Maybe he's like, maybe he's a daydreaming firefighter. Yeah. It could happen.
0: Yeah. It could. I mean, did Foreign Height 451 teach us nothing about the creativity of firefighters? Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. So then it talks about people trying to hunt it and that it could be a cousin of Homo sapiens. And then this article claims that. It's one of the last great mysteries left in the twentieth century, which, like the ocean, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, there are three big ones, right? Uh, There's the ocean, JFK, uh, and mm-hmm. Skunkape.
0: I mean, this does say of nature, so uh, interesting that you put JFK in there.
1: I mean, he's part of nature.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he is. He um, was birthed
1: from the mother earth. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, he was. But yeah, anyway, it just seemed like a bold claim when the ocean exists. Mm-hmm. Um, True. One of the interesting things from this article is that, uh, so it goes, Skeptics say the Skunkate may be nothing more than a big man in a gorilla party suit. If that is the case, the hoaxer is playing a dangerous game because this is a hunting territory and around here they shoot to kill. Which was a point we hadn't come across yet mm-hmm. in talking about hoaxing, right? Is... Th- how much guns are around and then i looked it up as well and florida does have castle law as well which means that if you come into a person's property they have the right to shoot you right. and I, had, I hadn't wait that just hasn't come up before when we're talking about hoaxes like why would a person do that you could die yeah i think it depends
1: like uh, i feel like if you're like puppeting then it's probably fine um like i'm thinking about uh, like friends yeah but if you're
0: going like through hunted, like like wildlife territory where where hunters go
1: maybe you know? maybe it's like the thrill is the only thing that makes them feel alive
0: <laughs> yeah yeah maybe they that. get
1: a kick out of uh out of maybe being shot by a hunter
0: mm-hmm.
1: sometimes you just need that rush you know
0: <laughs> yes that that like serotonin that comes from outwitting you know when you're like your life is just too easy so you're like what if i was hunted for sport right We've all been there. <laughs> um, isn't that that TV show? Um, oh my gosh, what is it called? Oh, the Most Dangerous uh, Game. No, no, not that. It's there's a um, ah oh, there's a TV show in the UK which is just people like see how far they can get away from like trackers without getting caught.
1: Yeah, that sounds um, like this. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the the threat of death is the thing that really makes it. I imagine would make it work though yeah like if if you know you're going to be fine either way then mm -hmm. you know it's just not worth it
0: yeah anyway then this article talks about Dave Sheely and is like maybe he made it up to promote his roadside attraction because he has like a a head skunk at headquarters and stuff however the sightings predate him so that's not great but then there's two quotes right at at the end of this article which I wanted to talk about one, it says, uh, members of the Miccosukee Indian tribe who offer tourist trips around the Everglades believe the Skunk Ape should be left in peace. That was the whole thing. So we do have a named Native American tribe, but nothing... But okay, but how this quote is, is that the article has not established that this is the tribe that has any stories relating to the Skunk Ape. Mm-hmm. So it it's like... It's well, it's just really lazy, but it doesn't actually connect this tribe to this myth at all and makes it seem like they're just friends with the skunk ape. Right. And also presents it like just as fact that this tribe hangs out with the skunk ape and are just like nah. Mm-hmm. Which is just a ridiculous sentence. But then the very end of the article. Remember this article's from nineteen ninety eight? March 1998, says the National Park Service says the creature doesn't exist, but the service is part of the U.S. government, which has always been, quote, full and frank about other mysteries, such as UFOs, Gulf War Syndrome, and Monica Lewinsky. Hmm. <laughs> now, Interesting. I, like, looked up the timeline of, of the Monica Lewinsky scandal And uh, in March of 1998, we'd had the famous speech by Bill Clinton where he's like, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. That was in January of 98. Uh Like, the trial hadn't finished yet. Great. So, like, the comment about Monica Lewinsky Hmm. may or may not have been true when this was written. But obviously, sitting here now, we know that that like that the government was lying. Yeah. Also, we now know that like the government was lying about the Gulf War syndrome. Um, hmm. But what's very funny about that then is then it's it's got three things: mm-hmm. UFOs, Gulf War syndrome, and Monica Lewinsky. Two of which we know are true. I feel like that trying to tell it us seem something. Like- <laughs> yes. <laughs> The BBC are UFO truthers. <laughs> <laughs> is, is what this sentence is saying.
1: I mean, haven't the FBI basically confirmed at this point that UFOs are real?
0: Yeah, yeah. But also, then how this how this sentence is, is that they're like, NPS says a skunk ape isn't real, just like it says about these other things that we completely know are real, which makes it seem like the article is also arguing for the existence of skunk ape.
1: Right, so all of these things just exist. That's fair.
0: Yes. And so the BBC is pro-skunk ape. Mm. And
1: to be fair on the Monica Lewinsky thing, they could be talking about the Bill Clinton scandal, or they could be talking about the rumors that she's got wings and is a bat person.
0: <laughs> That's true. The, the article does leave that up very ambiguous. Yeah,
1: they don't really give any details there.
0: <laughs> oh. oh, I would love bat wings.
1: Me too. Monica, if you're listening, come on our show.
0: <laughs> and talk about your bat wings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. <sighs> All right. I have this one other article that I really read, or do you want to talk about some of your stuff?
1: So my stuff is mostly I have a lot of monster quest stuff to get into. I don't know if we want to mm-hmm. check in after your second article.
0: Yeah, let's let's do that. Cool. All right. So this other article was from the Smithsonian magazine. Uh, from March 2014 by a guy called Joseph Stromberg, and it's called On the Trail of Florida's Bigfoot, The Skunk Ape. Mm. And it's mostly about our, our pal Dave Sheely. So Dave uh, first saw The Skunk Ape when he was 10 in 1974, uh, but his dad had seen tracks a few years before, but then 1974 he's out hunting with his older brother, then they saw a skunk ape. And he's seen it three times since then, but he owns and runs the like skunk ape, um, like, headquarters in Florida, mm-hmm. uh, and they have journeys into the swamp, like, guided tours and airboat tours, and they've got a campground, and they've got, like, some big snakes and parrots and stuff. And they sell, like, all this branded stuff and official guides and everything, so he is like, the name. Like, everything that you read about Skunk Ape, his name comes up.
1: Right.
0: So the article called him the Jane Goodall of Skunk Apes. So then I was like... Hmm. Huh. Okay. I was like, I feel like this would insinuate that he has more personal contact with the skunk apes than he does. Yeah. To be the Jane Goodall of skunk apes.
1: Also, that's a bold claim. To claim to be the Jane Goodall of anything is, like, a bold claim.
0: Yeah. So then I was looking up Jane Goodall, because I didn't want to come on here and talk about what her research was without um, having at least glanced at her Wikipedia page, Mm -hmm. and then on a Wikipedia page, as one of like the facts about her, was that she's made comments about Bigfoot, and I was like, "Well, that sounds like what we're in the business of." Mm-hmm. I have feelings about Bigfoot, also. Me we and all do. She, good, all are practically the same person. Uh huh. Um. So then I wanted to check the source on that, but then I couldn't because of GDPR blocks on the website. Damn. And so I texted it to you. so would you tell me what the article says please
1: uh yeah let me pull it up hang on one second oh actually it might be on my other laptop I should have been more prepared it's okay okay how do we want to do this do we want like a dramatic reading
0: um yeah
1: because you like have just straight up not read this at all right
0: no, I've not read this at all because it won't let me.
1: Right? But why Did New York Daily News just not allow you to read it? In the so UK, so you know
0: how there are like GDPR laws in the in Europe, where websites aren't allowed to track your cookies and stuff.
1: Oh, right, gotcha. A lot so of American
0: just... websites, instead of like changing their website to be able to let you read them, they just block you.
1: Huh? That's fucked up. Does a VPN not help with that?
0: You know what? We've established that I'm very stupid, so. Oh, that's not true. Would. You're smart. Okay, yeah, but everybody's got to have a failing, and mine is how computers work.
1: That's fair. So <laughs> so basically, Jane Goodall is into Bigfoot, is what this...
0: <gasps> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because the, the Wikipedia page, all it says is that she has expressed a fascination with Bigfoot, and that's so ambiguous, because, like... Does that mean she's really into Bigfoot or was she talking about something else and someone was like, what about Bigfoot? And she would, and she's like, yeah, I'd be interested in seeing some proof and then like moved on, you know, like that's okay. a big spectrum. So, so okay, anyway, continue. Sorry.
1: <laughs> You're very excited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Um, okay. So actually this New York Daily News article has some quotes here from her that were actually reported in the Huffington Post. So I'm going to go down the mm-hmm. rabbit hole. Oh, there's a video. Uh, actually, I mean, this Huffington, Huffington Post, you might be able to make work. Shall I send you this? Yes. Um, boom. Oh, there's a lot of shit in that URL. I'm sorry. Okay. But basically, she said... Uh, let, me, let me read some quotes. Okay. She says, I'm not going to flat out deny its existence. Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated and would actually love them to exist. Of course, it's strange that there has never been a single authentic hide or hair of the Bigfoot, but I've read all the accounts... I've talked to so many Native Americans who all describe the same sounds, two who have seen them. I've probably got about, 30 books that come from different parts of the world, from China, from all over the place. And there was a little tiny snippet in the newspaper just last week which says that British scientists have found what they believe to be a yeti hare, and that the scientists in the Natural History Museum in London couldn't identify it as any known animal. Of course, the big big criticism of all of this is, where is the body? You know, why isn't there a body? I can't answer that, and maybe they don't exist, but I want them to. That's a big mood. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, but also it, like, makes sense, right? Because she studies primates that people didn't know a lot about of because they're really hard to track in the woods. Right. So it, like, makes sense that if someone's like, hey, there might be this, like, primate living in North America that we don't know a lot about because lives in the woods, Mm -hmm. she's like, yes, sign me up.
1: Oh, here's another important quote. Um, at the time, she confirmed that she has always believed in the existence of these creatures. Well, I'm a romantic, so I always wanted that, she said. Romantic in what sense, Jane? I think Jane also wants to date Bigfoot.
0: Good point. <laughs> Jane, good all. Come on our podcast. Yes. <laughs> Talk to us about how you want to date Bigfoot. <laughs>
1: This is we or whatever a, else you want, but yeah, also but Bigfoot, just Bigfoot. Well, not just Bigfoot. You can talk about whatever you want as long as you also talk about Bigfoot because this is very important to me.
0: Yeah, to me also.
1: I think that's it. That's all. Yeah. That's <laughs> all. I mean, that wasn't <laughs> nothing.
0: Right. Well, also that was like more than I sort of thought it was going to be. So thank you for relating it to me.
1: No worries. Thank you for sending it to me.
0: <laughs> all right. Anyway, back to this article and our friend Dave Sheely. Please. Okay. Cool. So, he's got the Skunk Ape Research Headquarters. So, in July 2000, he got a video of the Skunk Cape and it's, like, it's like pretty okay for a cryptid video. It's, like, much longer than a lot of them. I don't know if you watched it. I don't think I saw the one you mentioned. But you you've mentioned, got, though. like, this, this thing. Okay, well, so you've got, it's, like, really, like, high grasses, like, really waterlogged sort of island where you've got the sort of, like, bits of trees and stuff little clumps of trees and there's this like thing striding about uh big hairy thing and then mm-hmm. it sort of like stops and maybe sees that it's being recorded and then it just starts like, looking it and Dave Sheely says that like the ground is really really wet and waterlogged mm-hmm. and so like that speed of running wouldn't have been possible for a human I can't make it out in the video so who's to say right the national park service NPS has never verified any sightings and people bring up that they do have like motion capture cameras in the Everglades and that that's never caught any uh, sky capes. Right. But Sheely argues that stuff like decomposes really quickly in the swamp and also that it is 2.2 2 million acres. It's the largest area of protected land east of the Mississippi, and mm-hmm. most of it isn't regularly visited. Um, I looked up for comparison, and that area is just slightly smaller than North Yorkshire, like the county. Right. So that's a, that's a pretty big area.
1: Pretty large, yeah.
0: I feel like there are bits of North Yorkshire that aren't regularly visited.
1: Yeah, that's almost definitely true.
0: Yes. Yeah, so anyway, so at his research headquarters, he's got a gift shop, campground, got tours he's quoting ambiguous native american myths again so that's (laughs)
1: gross
0: (laughs) but then we get a timeline of viewings (laughs) which we love so 1957 is one of the earliest sightings a pair of hunters see a skunk ape when he comes into their camp um the name came about sometime in the 1960s um most sightings are in the everglades but sometimes they get far as the florida panhandle uh, in 1977 there was a bill in Florida legislature to make it illegal to take, possess, harm, or molest anthropoid or humanoid animals mm. sadly the bill did not pass
1: damn that's fucked up
0: I mean it passed in like other states so
1: why, why, who Who wants to what were the verbs?
0: take, possess, harm, or molest
1: who wants to do any of that, the skunk ape that's fucked up uh...
0: I mean, I could see it for Florida.
1: That's true. Yeah, I'm just saying. Even though I I could see it, it's still fucked up.
0: Yeah, it is fucked up. It is fucked up. Um, Yeah. So the '97, that's when the tour bus sees the skunk ape. That was the the other article I uh, talked about. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Dave Sheely had another sighting in 1998. Then in 2000, and then in 2011. Some of the facts from the quote official guidebook says that skunk apes spend half their life in trees and posits that their smell might come from their time in underground alligator caves. Hmm. Now, uh, this doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I agree. Like I caves or trees, buddy. You know what I mean?
1: I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's unrealistic that. Someone would want to hang out in a cave and a tree.
0: Yeah, but we're talking like underwater caves.
1: Yeah, I'm saying he could have scuba gear.
0: That's true, but I think that if we're just talking about like if this is a creature that has like evolved certain characteristics that make it best suited to certain kinds of environment, it seems unlikely to have tree and cave. I don't know. Also, if they're saying that it spends half of its life in a tree. But then, enough time in a cave to get stinky.
1: I'm just saying, I think you're selling the skunk ape short. I think it's a a cultured creature, a creature of letters, a creature who... You know, you can't put the skunk ape in in one box. Skunk ape sometimes hangs out in a tree, sometimes in a cave. We've all been there. (laughs) Sometimes I go to the park. Sometimes I'm under a tree. Sometimes, (laughs) like now, I'm in my bedroom. I'm just saying. I contain multitudes. I mean,
0: all right... I I uh, I you know I'm willing to be wrong sometimes not usually but sometimes.
1: I'm I'm just saying it's kind okay. you know. of I think it's plausible.
0: All right, so then anyway, then this article talks about how like other animals that were like maybe thought to be cryptids but then weren't. So it talks about how in Carl Linnaeus's. Book Systema Naturae, I can't pronounce Latin words, from 1735. He listed pelicans, antelopes, and narwhals as cryptids. Hmm. And obviously, now we know that they're definitely cryptids. What the fuck's a pelican? Um, I jest. They're real. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Or are they? No, they are. But they're birds. We can't be sure about them.
1: It's true.
0: <laughs> if anyone's got hard proof about pelicans, let us know.
1: Yeah, please. Send us pictures.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyway, anyway, so that was like the biology book of the time, and it misclassified these animals. Mm-hmm. And then also talks about how in 2013, there was a new carnivore discovered in the Americas, the Olinguito. So and and that one was really fascinating as well because, like, pieces of skeletons from that animal had been in museum collections, hmm. but we still didn't like know that it existed. So things can definitely still like slip through the cracks.
1: What's it? What's yeah. it like? I don't think I've heard of that.
0: Uh, I didn't actually Google what it looks like. Let me hold on. Oh, and...
1: Let's do this. Let's go on this journey together.
0: <gasps> oh, it's like a tiny little tree friend. Oh, it's so cute! Oh, that's extremely cute. It's got like a nice little tail and everything. Oh, it's got like <sighs> little round ears. Like if you're listening right now and you haven't just like pulled out your phone to Google these things, just like imagine like so it's just got like a like a round head, but it's like like a little bit oval, right? And then mm-hmm. at the top, these just like. Perfectly little round ears. They're very cute. They just cute. have like the littlest bit of fluff coming off them. Oh,
1: and those They're eyes. Those mm-hmm. eyes are so cute.
0: With like little grabby, <gasps> grabby feet. <laughs> little grabby feet. <laughs> oh, I'm a fan.
1: Mm hmm. Me too.
0: Anyway, we didn't know about this thing till 2013.
1: Wow. So, skunk ape confirmed.
0: Yes. Uh, but then, but then, this article ends with... Okay, okay, okay. With Sheely telling a story about how he saw tracks from the skunk ape, and he followed them. And they ended at a tall, barbed wild fence around a primate breeding facility. <sighs> right? And so he was like... His theory was that the Skunkate had heard cries from the facility and had, like, gone to see his, his cousins or whatever. Oh,
1: that's kind of cute.
0: Yeah. But then this author is like, all right, like, what, what is this about? So, like, just looks up local primate breeding facilities, and there's several in that area. And they're very mysterious, and mm-hmm. you cannot visit them, and you cannot even look at them. Um, you can uh, go to them.
1: So at least one of them is like a secret government lab, right?
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, there have been several confirmed cases of creatures escaping from mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, as a f- little like fun fact, is that um, there are also confirmed wild, self-sustaining monkey populations in Florida Whoa. that are, like, descendants of monkeys that have been released or have escaped over the years. So, yeah, so the so the point is that there, like, are monkeys and that stuff around in Florida. Mm-hmm. And then the article just drops off with this photo from 2000, December of 2000, that was delivered to uh, a sheriff's office uh, that is used by the Skunkate people, but is, like, it's this really... Like it was like taken at night from somebody's back porch, and it's thought to be like an escaped orangutan, mm-hmm. but it's just like crouching in the bushes. You can sort of see its face. It's freaky looking.
1: Is this the one with like um, the glowy eyes? Yes. Yeah, I've seen that one. That one is featured yeah. a lot on Monster Quest.
0: Yeah. So obviously, yeah, because it it looks like the description of a skunk ape, but also people are like, oh, it's probably an escaped orangutan.
1: Mm. Well, actually, Crystal the Master. We'll get to this in a minute. Crystal the Master. Yeah. Primate expert in Monster Quest doesn't think it's an orangutan.
0: <gasps> well, sh- shall we use this to segue into let's, Monster let's Quest? Let's
1: do it. Let's graciously segue into Monster Quest.
0: All right, so um, check it with Monster Quest. Do, 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 my, do. I feel like we've got to have some like lead in music for it, you know? So yeah,
1: need it. we yeah. it. <laughs> that, yeah, that's good. We, should, <laughs> we can just pull the audio of you doing that and have that be the jingle.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yes. Yeah, we put some smooth jazz under that. Anyway,
0: and like a like a sparkle effect.
1: mm Hmm. Smooth jazz, sparkle effect. That's all we need. Uh, just imagine that happened this time. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Check it with Monster Quest. Do-do-do-do-do.
1: So, Monster Quest. A lot going on mm-hmm. in this Monster Quest. Love it. It's an early one, so I feel like it's a little less. Mm-hmm. I. I I do feel like the longer Monster Quest goes on, the more the people making it just kind of give up. And there's less, like, interviews with people. It's more just... In early episodes, you have, like, the expedition to go find this creature. And in early episodes, Mm -hmm. that's, like, you know, 25% of the show. And the rest is, like, interviews with people, different theories. And then later on you get, the more it's just a show where they go do an expedition and there's, like, no information. It's just, you're just watching... Um, usually just a bunch of middle-aged white men rig up some cameras and then not see anything, and that's usually it. This one is mm-hmm. is from season one. It's pretty early on. And, you know, it's kind of like a breath of fresh air. I will say, to what you were talking about earlier, the first three words of the narration of this episode are Native Americans say...
0: Ugh, um, Rose hate it.
1: <gasps> yeah, so I wasn't a fan of that. But actually, I don't know, I was pleasantly surprised compared to other... Monster Quests, where they will just kind of drop something like that about savages and then go on, um, which I do not love. Mm. But um, in this episode, they actually, like, the first... Like, I don't love that they they could have just not done the Native American stuff at all. But to their credit, the first few minutes of this episode are just them letting a couple of Native American people speak okay. about their own folklore. So I was like, like I heard that and immediately was like... <sighs> but then... I was I was pleasantly surprised. Like um, one of the native people they they call they talk to is called Jay McGirt, and he um, mm-hmm. basically talks about how in their folklore they have like basically a tall person who lives in the forest. Um, he actually said something that I really liked, and I feel like is something I've tried to say in the past. And I don't know, he said it better, but he was like, "We don't feel that it's important to go and try to capture them or locate them." they for one are not bothering anyone and our elders say that they have always been there and that they are to be respected and that they are to live in peace. Um, and uh, I don't know, I feel like that, like, I feel like we've talked in the past about how the idea of like a cryptid is very much like a white American, or at least started as like a mm. white American thing. The idea, not just that, oh, there are these creatures we don't know about out in the wild, but also that we have to hunt them and find them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'd like that. I, f- I feel like that's an important distinction to make is like actual native person saying uh you know we don't we're not doing like expeditions we just believe this is a thing that exists and get on with our fucking lives um which I feel deeply
0: also when I go to live in the woods alone I would also like to just be left to my own devices like don't send any expeditions after me you know
1: Mm-hmm. let him live <laughs>
0: leave this sky alone
1: yeah um, <laughs> anyway I don't know that's all I'm going to say on like like you know we don't like to say shit we don't understand or are not educated about mm-hmm. with respect to Native American folklore yep. so I just wanted to I don't know I wish they had and, and on the one hand I wish they hadn't done this at all but on the other hand I'm glad that they actually let pe- people speak for themselves yeah That was, like, I don't know, better than I was expecting in terms of treatment, anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, also, I I appreciate that, but also the fact that they start the episode with somebody being like, this is from our folklore, and we believe that it should be left alone, and then it's like, cut to us not leaving it alone.
1: (laughs) Cut to this one guy setting up motion cameras (laughs) and and other extremely gross shit that we'll get into later. Um.
0: Fine, when i say okay. gross
1: i don't mean like culturally insensitive gross i mean like literally just gross oh
0: my gosh i'm excited hit me with it
1: um in a bit we'll we'll get there um so they show the photo you just described right the one of the what people think is an orangutan with like the glowing eyes and it's kind of uh, a spooky picture um and they talk to this this woman crystal the master who's like an ape expert uh, she doesn't think it's an orangutan because so in the picture the the an un- unknown creature is like bearing its teeth and she was like orangutans don't usually actually bear their teeth like they don't start with that they will usually to scare people off pick up and throw branches and like try and make a big ruckus mm. and will only bear their teeth like as a last resort so she was like if this was an orangutan it would not be doing the teeth thing it would be hurling branches at the photographer
0: well I wonder if if this is you know an escaped government facility orangutan
1: Right. If for, maybe emotionally, I
0: mean, if it is, it's already at its last, you know, resort.
1: That's true. Right. I, I mean, if it's if it's from a lab, all bets are off. I accept that. Yeah. Because um, who knows at that point what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So yeah, co-signed on that. Um. Another thing she used to push back on it being an orangutan is some people have said you know primates, a lot of primates have like scent glands that they use to produce gross smells. Mm-hmm. Um. And she was like. Orangutans don't, unlike a lot of other primates. So if it wasn't orangutan, that wouldn't explain the smell. Mm, interesting. Um, she so was like, that actually pushes back on it being an orangutan. Um they then do a side-by-side CGI showdown. Well, not a showdown, just a comparison. Um, you know, like a fashion showdown between um, Bigfoot and the Skunk Ape to like compare what they look like. Mm-hmm. The skunk Ape is a little bit smaller. It's also got longer hair and is like more red hair as opposed to brown mm-hmm. so you know they're like not completely dissimilar but there are some uh, hallmarks like who wore it best right exactly yeah. so you know there's that they're clearly I don't know Skunkake's a little bit jazzier in my mm-hmm. opinion Bigfoot's more of a classic look but Cake, you know there's introducing a bit more color it's into like the wardrobe. it's it was,
0: you know it's about the resort wear collection because he's in Florida
1: exactly you know right precisely it's yeah <laughs> completely he's he's come here for fun and sun. yeah um so yeah there's that mm-hmm. let's see what else have we got here they they pivot to a guy called dan jackson he has a great handlebar mustache now in 1983 in collier county florida he saw the skunk ape he was like uh, <laughs> i i saw the skunk ape in the in the woods he was hunting so he was like he saw this creature crouch down and like snuck up on it um and like pointed at his gun and uh, apparently it just stood up, turned around, looked at him for like 8 to 10 seconds and then turned away and like calmly walked into the undergrowth. <laughs> just like, bye. <laughs> Which I found was a, was a real big move. <laughs> just like looking at you for a really long time and then calmly walking away. Which, I don't know, I, you mentioned a, an account earlier where the skunk ape runs away. I just feel like that's not the right energy. Skunk ape, mm. don't run. He don't flee. He just very calmly decides he's tired of your bullshit and kind of shambles away, mm-hmm. uh, which, again, I feel deeply. Um, so, yeah, that's that's another, I think, important characterization of Skunk Ape for me, is like tired of your bullshit, but in a calm way. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they, they pivot to the expedition. Dr. Greg Bambanak, he's like a real scientist and a real doctor. He's like, at, at the jump, he's like, I'm a scientist, so I want to develop a hypothesis and then collect data to test that hypothesis. So when I hear this, I'm like, oh, okay, this guy is actually, like, legit. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: by the end of the episode, I understand he is completely not legit. No. He, you know... <laughs> we'll get Let there. Um, in fact, we're getting there right now. He has uh, figured out a way to try and attract the skunk ape. And that's what... With what he calls a pheromone chip.
0: <sighs> what? Are they um, trying to attract it horny? Like...
1: You're about oh to find no, out. Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. Oh no, oh um, no. So he's like, the Skunk Ape is a mixture of human and ape, right? It's like a yeah. cross between a person and, and yeah. an ape. So he's like, I'm gonna combine human and ape scents.
0: I'm so worried about what you're uh, gonna say specific. next. <laughs> you should be... <laughs> Uh the
1: pheromones he collects are let's see, what's the what's the phrase he uses? Um vaginal bacteria from both human and ape females. How did he source it? Cru- it does not go into details, but I'm not done with this quote. Vaginal bacteria from both human and ape females, creating a combination that should arouse the curiosity of any ape lurking within miles. <sighs>
0: I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it as a concept. It's really not good. Also, I hate it Uh for several other reasons. One, just the whole concept. Hate it. Mm -hmm. Two, the assumption that the skunk is male. Mm -hmm. I hate that. Three, just like the weird, like, sexist, whatever of like a male animal is automatically gonna want to be really interested and in like i don't know just something gross about that to me uh-huh. for what are they planning to do with a horned up skunk ape when it comes out of the woods you know this thing is taller than a human i
1: think just like prove it exists
0: yeah but but so what they're sort of saying is that like oh it's going to be super interested in this you know it's going to be that like Feral. oh I, it's a female set and so mm-hmm. i can't help myself i have to come out of the woods for it does that seem like an energy you want to meet as a hunter is what i'm saying
1: it, i mean it does not i mean i don't know like it, not personally it kind of sounds like greg Bamanak might be a little into it
0: yeah it I hate i also hate that but you know how that thing of like when it's like Like cow breeding season, and you have like a field with like a a steer in it, and you can't go in there as a human because the steer will kill you Mm -hmm. because it's horny. Right. Right. What I'm saying is, why aren't we thinking about this? Are you going to die because of a horny skunk ape? Is that how you're going to go out?
1: I mean, it kind (laughs) of sounds like he might. That's what he wants, to be honest. (sighs) Uh, I mean, anyway, they. they It's it's uh, it's not a good situation. No, um, <laughs> they do a bunch of things. They set up sensors, like cameras on trees. They take their pheromone chips and they give them to bloodhounds to try and sniff out the.
0: <laughs> Those poor bloodhounds! They're just trying to do their job. They didn't ask for this.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know who else didn't ask for this is suddenly they find a scent and they go running. And they've just found like a queue member who's like going out out in the woods installing cameras. And they've just like, we found it. And this guy's like, what's happening?
0: <laughs> I was really worried it's great. that they were going to find a crew member for a different reason.
1: No, 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 uh, no. Okay. As, as far as we know, no.
0: I was afraid that you were going to be like, and then they found a crew member who was menstruating.
1: Nope. Thankfully uh. not. But still. Really fucked up and gross. Yeah,
0: don't like it. Speaking
1: of fucked up and gross, another weird thing they do is they there's this woman called Peggy Callahan. She's she's assisted by a guy called Jim Tittle. They wanna know how long like they're like, if a skunk ape dies, how long will the body last for? Mm-hmm. And so the way they test this is they get a get a roadkill deer and like tie it down with stakes. Okay. And then they just set up a camera and they're like, we're going to time lapse this deer decomposing. And so they just show a time lapse of a decomposing deer. It's not great to watch. Gross. Hate it. And I'm not really sure what it's for, apart from being like, oh, after a week, it was still decomposing. And I'm like, great. OK. And then they never do anything with that information. Um, yeah, I feel, I feel like-, like
0: they just need a little bit more things to be like, oh, so it means that there would be evidence of a body for this much time. So if yeah, there's going to be dying skunk apes, you would expect to find them. But I guess that it wouldn't actually make sense to follow that thought through because it sort of works as an argument against them, you know? Right, right, right. It would have worked for an argument for them if the decomposing time was like a couple of days. But if it's a couple of weeks, right. different different situation.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, so that was unnecessary. They talked to this guy called uh, Scott Kessler, mm-hmm. who I'm sure... So he has like close personal ties to the skunk Cape, like he saw it as a child i'm sure he's been on other monster quests so i'm not sure if he's one of those people who has like memories from childhood of many different cryptids i'm not sure what his deal is there anyway um he's never found any evidence but he has this story of how in 1977 when he was seven he was camping and he was like usually there are raccoons in the campground at night but one night they all went away Uh, and so i looked out and i heard some skunk apes coming out from the water and like emerging into the campground, and he was like, "The sound they make was like, ma, Mwah! ma." Mwah! I'm like, "Huh? Sounds like they're trying Did- to kiss you."
0: Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say maybe the raccoons were just at the raccoon equivalent of the jellicle ball that night.
1: Yeah, probably. That's probably what it and, was. Like you know. they just
0: had other places to be. And mm-hmm. That's why they weren't there.
1: Right. Yeah, I honestly think that's the only explanation. Mm-hmm. They analyze a hair sample that someone collected. They, they describe, I don't know, I think they were just describing the hair sample with this. They said it was kinky, not straight, copper-colored hair. And I wasn't sure if that was all describing the hair, if that was just three qualities of the skunk ape. Um,
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Yeah. Who can say? <laughs> who can say? I mean that one guy sounds like he wants to.
1: Right, kinda does. <laughs> and then they so they test this hair and they find out actually it doesn't match the morphology morphology of hair at all. Like it's not hair. It's plant material. So they just like shrug. I was wondering if maybe this means the skunk ape is actually wearing some kind of a fashionable vegan coat.
0: Cabbage man.
1: Yeah, cabbage man. That's what it's gotta be. <laughs> uh there's got a story of a guy who called oh, is this the same guy? Dan Jackson? Maybe it's not. i guy. I've, I forget. Uh it's I'm a no good guy. with names. It is a different guy. Who just like who was like, I'm gonna catch the skunk ape by <laughs> lacing orange juice with sedative and putting it in a dumpster. <sighs> no. <laughs> and then he was like, so I did that, and then I decided to lie in wait overnight, and then I just fell asleep. And I woke up by a loud crash. There was the skunk ape in the dumpster just like staring at me so i got my gun and like tried to shoot it but uh but it it like just like i missed and then it left and uh yeah i don't know i just feel like that's overly aggressive i'm not a fan um Mm -hmm. yeah so the so pheromone boy has done dogs and stuff they try blasting out ape cries and like Mm -hmm. just waiting for responses they look at the photos from their motion sensing cameras, and they do not find anything. So all of this was a huge waste of time, and that's the end.
0: Classic, yeah. classic monster quest.
1: Uh, I feel like there was, like, like I said, there was more variety in this episode than usual, mm. but also mm. just like a lot of gross stuff.
0: Yeah, stop trying. To lure the cryptids out by making them horny. Mm -hmm. If you're gonna make them horny, you do that after you've established a personal, you know, like, relationship with them.
1: Right. Negotiate. When you've
0: gotten to know them. Exactly. Then you can make them horny. Right. With their consent.
1: Yes. (sighs) So, that's all I got.
0: I'm very upset right now. So am I. (laughs) Uh. Anyway, well, would you like to answer some questions from the internet?
1: I would love to. Do you have them up?
0: Yeah, I do. So, cool. The first is we got a question on Facebook. It was just like a general question from Cooper Clune, who is the person I mentioned at the top who was like, "Hey, you guys should do the skunk ape." And then it's like, "Guess what?"
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: he he said, "I think you should do the, the skunk ape." And then said uh, that the theory that they have is that it's just an old fuzzy homeless dude who's always super stoned on some serious dank weed hence the smell Mm -hmm. um yes maybe
1: speaking of um Uh oh i can't believe i almost forgot about this so the skunk ape skunk ape is actually i when i googled it i got to leafly.com which is like a weed strain website Mm -hmm. and there are reviews of the skunk ape weed here oh nice Um, yeah. Is it
0: really, really, really stinky? Uh,
1: yeah, I think it is. Um, oh. So it says, This bud had hints of purple, but it had a skunky smell, not a berry smell. Overall, it was okay, but nothing real special. There we go.
0: That's okay.
1: Let me see if there are any any really good reviews there. Uh, yes, I am at least 21. <laughs> uh, one of these is just, just says, Smooth... Reported feelings, aroused and relaxed.
0: <laughs> that person wrote the review while they were on the Skunkate.
1: Uh-huh. Anyway, I don't think there's enough here for a full bit, but there we go. Yeah, uh,
0: so Cooper's got a question for us, uh, which is, uh, what cryptids do you think listen to Harry Styles? Um, and then they I, I also don't... sent us a recipe, which we always ask for, and it looks pretty oh, incredible. good. incredible. Like a... I'd love
1: to see the recipe. I, I'll, um, I'll send it to you. I feel like you're the resident Harry Styles expert.
0: I don't know that much about Harry Styles. I have, like, a passing interest in Harry Styles. I think mostly because he has a massive lesbian following. Mm-hmm. And if lesbians like something, I like to make sure I know about it because it's probably good. Okay. That's fair. You know? Yeah. I understand. <laughs> lesbians have good taste. It's true. And so in that vein, thinking about cryptos, I would I would think maybe Sukunoko. Mm-hmm explain because also a lesbian icon right that's it
1: okay <laughs> that, that makes sense to me
0: yeah i feel like that of all the ones we've talked about that would be the biggest harry styles fan
1: mm-hmm. well there we go
0: yeah so that so, so anyway so that's our question from facebook um then we've got some from twitter so allison Byrne wants to know that once we've featured the skunk ape it'll be famous and start building a personal brand is the world ready for the merchandising and what would the skunk ache signature perfume be called uh, uh go ahead well i think first of all there already is merchandise out there you know yeah, from dave shealy so right the world is ready because the world has it mm-hmm. what about perfume name
1: uh it's got to be vaginal bacteria by mark jacobs
0: <laughs> i hate you <laughs> i'm so I'm especially mad because I could see that you had it ready as soon as I asked the question mm-hmm. I'm so upset with you
1: I'm a professional
0: uh, Fine, yes
1: Do you have an answer to that or are we, are we good?
0: We're good, I, whatever <laughs> I say is not going to be any better or worse than that
1: uh, Luke asks Luke Gaza, do you think the skunk ape's smell comes from the swampy environment or is it more a natural musk? Uh,
0: I think it's a uh, natural musk. Mhm-hmm. I hate you. <laughs> I also when we asked for questions, we asked for pictures of nice dogs, and some of you sent them, and also some people sent pictures of cats, also acceptable, but not everybody sent the names of the picture of the animal in the picture. Um, yeah, we need, so, we need to know.
1: This is important information.
0: Yeah, so because Luke Gaza also sent a very good picture of two cats cuddling. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to know their names. Because yeah. they look great. Mm-hmm. Like Agreed. great cats. Yep. <sighs> yes. Anyway, Lawrence O'Connor, who sent a really good picture of a dog, also without a name, but I can just tell he's a great dog, and says, does the skunk ape have self-esteem issues because of the smell?
1: I don't think so. I don't think, I think so
0: either. <laughs> I think we've established that he seems like a, a pretty self-assured kind of guy.
1: Yeah, just confident. Owning it.
0: Yeah, like he walked into a room and he's just like, this is the room that I'm in, you know? It's true. Yeah. I, I agree. And then also uh, somebody called Neen sent a picture of their cat called Stravinsky. Good cat. Who? Yeah, this is a really good cat.
1: Mm-hmm. Very fluffy.
0: So fluffy with a really dignified face.
1: Yep. Refined,
0: like a stunning cat. Definitely, I'm Stravinsky is a really good name for him.
1: Yep, it, it's a good name in general. Yeah,
0: but also he like looks like a cat that should be given a name with that level of gravitas. Mm-hmm. Completely. All right, I think those are all of our questions. I
1: think it is. We did. We did it. Good job.
0: We've educated the masses.
1: Truly, we can rest <laughs> easy now. Uh, what can people find you on the internet?
0: Uh, you can find me on the internet. Uh, on twitter at uh, supitslois which is s-u-p-i-t-s-l-o-i-s or uh-huh. on instagram same thing but with an underscore at the end because someone else already had it what a bitch i know they don't even use it um yeah and where can people find you on the internet
1: uh on twitter i'm at knifewitch. uh oh, that's like- it really it's the one i use
0: Yes, you can follow CryptidZone on Twitter as well, at, at CryptidZone, and we're also on Facebook. Uh, you can send us, you know, compliments and questions pretty much anytime. Yep. That's true. And, uh, and
1: pet pictures. And
0: pet pictures and recipes. We're always looking for recipes. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I think we've come to that most important question. Truly. Would you date the skunk ape?
1: I think no, just because, like, I the don't... Vaginal bacteria just the smell yeah i like (laughs) i don't judge i just don't want to date someone who stinks really bad yeah but i maybe that's shallow but you know
0: interesting i feel like this is what i said about the hodag last time and you were like "Mm, people can wash
1: that's true maybe this is personal growth on my part
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, I think I also would not take Skunk Ape for the smell, but also I feel like there's just like too many unknowns, you know? Like, what do we know about the Skunk Ape? He seems like he's very comfortable with himself, and also he smells bad, and that I don't feel like is enough to be a, a stable foundation for a, re- a relationship. Also, the fact that whenever people see him, he just like calmly walks away. Mm-hmm. I need a bit more presence in my life.
1: Also, it just seems like maybe he's not ready for that kind of relationship.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's he's literally walking away from any form of contact.
1: Yeah. Which is fair yeah. and just means he should be left alone.
0: Yeah, which yeah, it's fine. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like we could have like a really good like email correspondence. Just as pals. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, just so gonna a good pal, but would not date. Agreed. Ah. Well, we've done it. This is the end.
1: Good job, us.
0: Yeah. And good job you for listening.
1: Yeah. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of me. Proud of all of us. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's keep reaching for that rainbow.
0: (laughs) You know, just have like a really lovely day. Like, just a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye. We'll see you next time or not. Whatever.
1: (laughs) Bye. See you sometime. (laughs) Bye.